You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. Look at what happened next. At verse 17. When Jesus knew it, he said to them, Why reason because you have no bread? Perceive ye not, neither understand. Have your hearts been that hardened? Which is really what happens. Having your eyes you see not. Having your ears you hear not. And do you not remember? The forgetfulness of man. Look at what it says. When I broke five loaves, even if you are doing arithmetic with miracle, you are 12 plus Jesus 13. There's one loaf. Ratio wise. Do you see the stupidity of this thing? He said, well, he said how many loaves did you five? How many baskets? He didn't say how many people ate. He said, how many baskets did you take up and went in abundance? Twelve. He said, listen, when there were seven among you, four thousand, seven loaves and four thousand, how many baskets of fragments took you up? They said seven. Jesus said, and he said, how is it that you don't understand? I'm telling you there are things you are facing today that cannot match things God has done for you. Listen. It is leaving that desperation and getting, let me tell you this. Listen, listen, I had a classmate once. I, I went to see her many years ago. We were talking. And she wasn't getting younger. And so, I, so she talked about marriage. And the way she was talking about it, she was, well, when marriage comes, it comes. You know, I'm, ah, I say, I once wanted to tell her, ah, my sister, years are going now. She was almost... She said, no, no, no. She was calm. Do you know on her wedding, when I saw the person she married, if I tell you that person, you will all know the people, the person, at least 80% of you. I, I myself was instructed that you get the best from a place of rest. When they said, oh, look, nothing can happen. And God is saying, that's why Jesus said, he said, when you grew physically, did you ever worry about growing? Did you wake up any morning and say, which means is your desperation to get it that is stopping you from getting it? This attitude you've brought into it, where you have put in your own hand, you know, I'm a hustler and, and all of that, this was causing it not to happen. Which means drop it not as your vision, but the method of getting it, use thanksgiving. That I will just rest in thanking God for the things that he has done. That is what I'm going to rest in. All right? Let, let me, let's just look at. So, when we are confronted, and that's what happens, once there is a need, that it's almost like Satan pulls the trigger on your memory. Once they got into the boat and there was just one loaf. Now if they were telling them to discuss the miracle of the loaves, they would have remembered everything. But once there was a challenge, they forgot. And that's why God will come into your life and say, oh, you're not giving me thanks for what? Oh. Oh. So when we did this and did this and did this, I say, we're God. Ah. You know, one day someone was complaining. 
And you know, I, God showed me, I just don't have to, I don't want good time. But let me just say it to you. He said, the measure to which people forget me is the measure to which men will forget them. If you forget God, people too will forget you. Didn't you see the prodigal son? People forgot. People that want to help you will forget too. And I, it will take me time to show the scriptures. The measure to which you forget is a measure to which people just no longer, your name just won't come to their consciousness. They just won't think about you. Because when they were thinking about you, you didn't know that it was God that put it in them. Let me just close. Psalm 44 and verse 17. So what you've got to do this morning is, amen, go and find the things God has done for you. As we start, look for them in your consciousness. Go in. I'm not saying that you are praising God for what he is going to do for you. Uh, the job you, no, no, no. The one he did. The job that they gave you first. Not the one you are waiting for. The one that you are doing now. That if you didn't have that job, you will not be able to eat home. That you are angry on the job. Are you following? Even if you are your spouse are fighting, today you thank for God for the spouse. Even if you are fighting. Say, I'm not talking. You came to church. You even come for two different services because you are not talking to yourself. It is fine. But find something in that spouse. Even if it's the hair, the eyes, the nose, just look for something. Because you saw something before you came to the altar. When they ask you, you are the one who is your mouth to say, I've, I've not met any girl or guy. It's you. We didn't, we didn't say anything. Nobody forced you, nobody pushed you. So what you saw at the beginning, see today. And you'll see that that marriage will be healed. Too much counseling, no practice. Wabek started at the West Africa Faith Believers Convention, started in 2013. And the reason why we started it was at that particular point in time, I believed that some of the fundamentals that brought about um, the move of the Spirit we have in this country and globally, and um, some of those um, teachings and principles were getting lost to the next generation. And so I, looking back, there were conferences back then in the 80s, like um, the camp meetings uh, that Kenneth Hagin used to hold in Tulsa, that were broadcast centers for these fundamental principles. So in prayer, we conceived it that let's have a conference where these fundamental principles were once again taught. So it started in 2013, and what we did was to call in, on the first edition, people who literally were in the vanguard of that movement in the country and then uh, representatives of that from Tulsa. So we had people who were largely graduates of the Rema Bible School in the United States of America coming in from America and then at the same time we called in people who had been influenced by those teachings in Nigeria and had built their ministries and churches based on those fundamental things. So that's what 
that's what um, the, the vision behind uh, the West Africa Faith Believers Convention at its inception was. Yeah, the conference has evolved over the years. Um, what we've got to understand is that those principles we're talking about um, have been practiced and they are what you call the adaptation of those principles as people apply them to their lives. So those teachings in themselves and they've developed, they've matured in the lives of people and in ministries and so there has been some uh, evolving in that. Also in order to one of the things that we did not want to happen again is to almost create a sect. So what we want to do is to broaden uh, the, the, the reach of the meeting so that uh, there is a greater integration of um, the principles with uh, the body of Christ. One thing I learned about mercy was from a great man of God, F. F. Botsworth. And he said, Satan will go to any extent to promote God's ability, but obscure the compassion and the mercy of God. That nothing inspires faith more than people being taught about the mercy of God. God's willingness and eagerness to reach out to his people and to be a blessing unto them. And when we look through scriptures, we find out that the principal virtue we see, the reason why God acts and does certain things for man is because he's merciful unto him and it's his compassion, which is another word for mercy, that promotes. You see in several places in the scripture, and Jesus was moved with compassion, and Jesus was moved with compassion. So you want to have a move of God, you want to have a move of the Spirit, then get into mercy. And we find out when Jesus was on the earth, people crying out, Son of David, have mercy on me, have mercy. People are like, have mercy, have mercy. So there's a revelation of God's mercy that should come into the body of Christ in a very strong way, which will be the foundation uh, for signs, wonders, miracles, and diverse things that are happening in their life. I mean, as F. F. Botswell said, he said, people understand God is able. They will argue with you, all right, about God's ability and will stake everything on it that God is able to do something. But what they really have a problem with is whether God is willing to use that power to do that. And what Satan wants to do is to promote that ability, obscure his mercy, so that you have a concept of a God who is all-powerful but reluctant. So he's able, but then he now appears to have wicked streaks in him. That's what all right, Satan wants to paint. It's just like saying that a man has the ability to lift a car off a child as the car is crushing the child. But he is reluctant to use that ability to lift the car even when he can see it happening and the child is crying. That gives you, all right, a picture of a very wicked person. And that's what Satan is trying to push into the earth, that he's not a true father. And so teaching on the subject of mercy will correct within the consciousness of people and bring about or correct that error, bring about a true image of God within them 
that will cause his power to flow within the lives of people. We're going to have a younger generation and we're going to have the older generation, all right? Uh, so uh, one of the things about Wabek, God told me, I think about a year or two after that, he says he wants that to be a meeting place where generations meet. So what I would just say now is that we have younger generation, all right? We'll have um, different speakers, um, Apostle Osai, Apostle Joshua Selman, um, we have speakers like Pastor Lori Idahosa, we have Pastor Inkechi Ene, uh, we have Pastor Andy Osakwe, we have, from, coming from America, Pastor Kion Henderson, Pastor John Hanna, uh, Dr. Creflo Dollar, Pastor Bill Winston, all right, a, a host of other ministers that will be uh, gracing. Uh, the occasion, Pastor Shola Falaladi from London, Pastor uh, Dele Oshumakinde will also be um, speaking. So we have younger, then we have the older generation of ministers, which I will announce shortly. Fundamentals of preparing for a meeting is that just follow the protocol of God. It says, how can they believe except they hear? How can they hear except there is a preacher? And how can the preacher preach except he is sent? Jesus said, were well, there not many widows in Zarephath? How come in Israel, how come it was only to the widow at Zarephath that Elijah was sent? In other words, a preacher has got to be sent to you in order for the anointing upon that person to have an impact upon your life. Let me repeat that again. Everybody can sit under preaching or meeting and expose themselves, but except the ministers are sent to you, you are not going to, all right, have a transformative effect in your own life from that anointing. You'll feel the anointing, you'll know there's an anointing, there'll be excitement, but the transformation will be there, which means the word from God you needed to hear and to receive, which will be the answer to your prayer, where you understand that the secrets of your heart are being made manifest, and the word is as a two-edged sword, piercing, speaking to you directly about decisions you should make, about things you should do, where it's like the minister is simply knows about your life and is speaking directly to you, having a conversation with you as the Holy Ghost. To get into that dimension, the minister has to be sent to you. Now, how do you get somebody sent to you? Take what you want to get out of the meeting to God. God, one, two, three. And we're going to have a card with those three things or the spaces to write the three things, which means these are the three major things I want God to do at this Wabek. Now, pray that to God. Ask him that this meeting, you want answers to your prayers. You want an impartation of grace, all right, for these particular things there. And you offer that prayer unto God and say, I understand that ministers are coming. Therefore, send them to me that they might speak directly to these three issues and other things you want me to know and understand or have imparted in my life. That's the way to prepare for the meeting.
for me personally, you know, growing up as a Christian in school, opening up magazines and seeing people like Bishop Keith Butler, people like uh, Dr. Creflo Dollar, about different people that you see and read about, and then one day you see the same people walking through the doors, all right, uh, arriving and walking through the doors into the minister's lounge, the green room, and you shake their hands, and they tell you how how much they want to be with this meeting, how they feel God. And you think back about the time where you used to look at them in magazines and all of that, and, and it does something to you as a person. That's for me, all right, on a personal level. I mean, I used to go as a young chap for meetings back then in Bado, and I would see uh, Bishop Francis Wadike, great distance, um, people like Pastor Matthew Shimolao, uh, Bishop David Oedepo, uh, Pastor Adibri, you see all of them great distance, and now you are hosting those people. So that does something for you as a person. All right, but more importantly for the people, um, we've had results of hearts of people, people came with their children who had holes in their hearts, completely closed. We've had cases of people, all right, who have had um, uh, diverse kinds of, of ailments that were supernaturally healed. Uh, we've had people talk about financial miracles and breakthroughs that they have had. I mean, there, there are a few of them that, of those miracles that, that really, 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 really got to me. Uh, you know that you're on the right track in putting this meeting together. The data, 2nd of January, that Sunday, starts in the evening at 5.30 p.m. Right, Sunday evening, 2nd of January, and it will run through till 9th of January to close Sunday evening. All right, from the 3rd, that's Monday, we'll have three sessions or three, it's the program, will be two sessions in the morning. The start time is 9 a.m., two sessions in the afternoon, the start time is 1 p.m., two sessions in the evening, the start time is 5.30 p.m., all right? And then we will go through, and on Sunday, January 9th, we'll have just the evening session and morning session in our services. Um, the venue of it, the fiscal venue, will be the Covenant Place at Igom. Uh, you can watch online if you just go to the Covenant Nation channel on YouTube, Facebook, uh, everywhere just uh, Covenant Radio channel. Just put in uh, the Covenant Nation and you'll be able to see it online, watch it online, experience it online. We'll also uh, try as much as possible to put it on DSTV, but we'll announce the exact channel where it will be on uh, shortly. Open your year right in 2022, all right? Be at Wafbeck, do everything within your own power prayerfully to get plugged into the meeting. It is going to be a very strong meeting. We are not just depending now just on the anointings of people to bring the grace of God into the meeting, but we have asked God to make the entire conference a demonstration of his mercy, that the conference itself reveals its name, which is the power of mercy, that the mercy of God should rest upon every single person that participates in that meeting. And that which mercy 
can do will be wrought in the lives of people um, from the 2nd to the 9th of January and for years and decades after that as people interact all right, with material concerning the meeting. So looking forward to seeing you on site or online. God bless you. Let me close here. All right, Psalm 44 here, yeah. verse 17. The psalmist said, and this is come upon us, yet have we not forgotten thee. That something negative happened. He said, but we, we didn't forget. Look at where it's going to. This is a secret to be more than a conqueror. Neither have we dealt falsely in thy covenant. Verse 18. Our heart is not turned back, neither have our steps declined from thy way. Verse 19. Though thou hast so broken us in the place of dragons and covered us with the shadow of death. Hear what he said. And if we have forgotten the name of our God, that they were covered with the shadow of death. They were going through things. Say, if we have forgotten or stretched our hands to a strange God, because once you stop thanking God, you move to a strange God. Shall not God search this out? For he knoweth the secrets of the heart. Verse 22. Yea, for thy sake. This is where Paul got it. When he quoted in Romans. For thy sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as what? Sheep for slaughter. Now, it stopped there, but in Romans it says, but we are what more than conquerors through Christ that loved us. In other words, we were so broken down, covered, all right, in the valley of the shadow of death. People looked at us from outside and said, that's a sheep going for the slaughter. It's the end of that person's life. But our secret was in the midst of that, we kept the memory of where you blessed us. We were thanking God. It's just like a business says COVID came, a season, and made things go south. But God, even when the winds were blowing and the policies changed, we remembered when we were in abundance before COVID. What that will do is that it will trigger you out of that season into the next one that will make you more than a conqueror. Are you following what I'm saying? So go back into your heart while you're getting Thanksgiving and just take some time to find out. And before we do that, I just say for two minutes, let's just, because it's the Holy Spirit that will, all right, okay, bring to your remembrance things. So let's begin to pray in the Spirit. Just let music, all right, for two minutes, just praying in tongues there and allow me asking the Holy Spirit, just bring to my remembrance, show me things. From days of childhood, days in school, just show me things that I might come and be grateful to you for these things. Be grateful to you for these things. Whatever it is, Lord, uh, all right, we're going to pray in the Spirit. Open my eyes. Let me see the things you've done. How you preserved my life. How you preserved my family.
Thanksgiving is a feeling in the heart first before words on the outside. It's a feeling of gratitude that is expressed with words. Go back to those things that will make you feel, that made you feel good, that made you feel. And that pleasurable feeling is what you bring in song before God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that we all can come before you this morning with a many reasons to thank you. Not just one, many reasons. And we acknowledge that as we enter into this time of thanksgiving, we are turning on the tap of the Spirit, and out of our bellies will begin to flow rivers of living water. We thank you that as we show you real gratitude for the things that you have done for us this year, previous years, things we have left unsaid that we didn't return to give you the glory for. This morning we return to give you all the glory, to give you all the praise, and to say before you, thank you for these things. And I declare in the name of Jesus that as you give thanks with gratitude in your heart, there are things that God prepared, and I see this in the spirit, for this year that you didn't know about. Those things will happen before this year ends in the day. I'm talking about things that you even did not know was part of the program of God for you. And these will be blessings that will shock you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, God bless you all. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.